Thanks for choosing to listen to another City Point West podcast. I trust that this message empowers and encourages you to continue your journey of faith. Enjoy. It's a, been a, a real life verse for me. Reading through Colossians 3 is something that's continually directed my walk with God over the last 25 plus years. And it's been something that's been really important for me, for my journey and for my faith. And I started talking through uh, the beginning of Colossians 3, uh, where, where Paul is writing to a group of people that have come to Christ, but still walking through the challenges of coming to Christ. And he says this, you're dead to your old man, that old inner person of who you are. In the revelation of Christ in your life, something's died in your heart, on the inside of you, and God's bringing change to you. You become alive to Christ. He talks about Christ being alive in us. He talks about putting off then the old conduct. He says there's two parts. You're dead inside. There's, there's something dead in you that old man has died Christ has come alive in you but sometimes we need to put off some stuff we've come to Christ our old man has died but has anyone noticed there's some things like anger resentfulness bitterness we need to put off we actually need to release and put off in our lives it's a deliberate action when, when I got changed this morning is a deliberate action of getting something different on than what I was wearing beforehand it's a putting off and putting on this is the the outworking for our life and I want to really encourage you as Paul did right here that there is something that needs to happen there's a heart change but some parts of our life need to be just taken off if you have a heart change but still are a road rager every single day and your middle finger's outside the window of your car more than it's in, I want to encourage you, you need to put that off. Or take the bumper sticker off that says City Point Church on the back. One of the two. Put one of them off your life. We're up to Colossians chapter 3, verse 12. Listen, if you weren't here last week and you want to catch up and hear that message, you can do that through our podcast. Uh, you can do that going back and watching that on Facebook. Uh, simple ways you can do that if you want to catch up to those things. Colossians chapter 3, verse 12. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, and long-suffering. I'm going to come back to the second part of that next week. But let me just focus, if I can, this morning for a few moments on the beginning here of chapter tw- uh, chapter. 3 verse 12 therefore as the elect of God holy and beloved here we are on anointing Sunday this day of anointing you as the elect of God is anointing you as as holy and beloved on this day I want to just focus on what Paul is writing here to the Colossians church he's not just speaking to Jewish people that had an understanding of what it meant to be a Hebrew, what it meant to be elect of God, what it meant to be set apart by God. But he's speaking to people that are coming to Christ, coming out of paganism, coming out of heathenism, coming out of brokenness into Christ. And he's speaking to them now. And he makes a very bold proclamation to who they are. He says, therefore, he's speaking to these people, you as the elect of God, holy and beloved. City Point Church sitting here this morning, as the elect of God, holy and beloved. Let me break that down and highlight exactly what Paul was trying to say. 
He says, as the elect of God, he's, he's saying here, as the chosen, as those that are set apart here on anointing Sunday, we're anointing you as chosen. We're anointing you as set apart. We're anointing you today as those that are favored by God, as those that are just allowing God to come around your life, around this year and around who you are. You are chosen by God. Listen, you may walk into this church for the very first time and you step foot in here, not sure what's going on, not sure what it's all about, maybe not even sure about your own faith and not even sure about your own journey with Christ. If, if that's you at the end of the service, we're going to pray for you as well. We're going to believe that God will start a great journey in your life of encountering Him and a realization coming alive in you that you are chosen by God. He loves you. He gave Jesus for you. He says, as the elect of God, holy. This is an amazing statement here. This word is in the Greek, hagios. It's a powerful word that talks about actually being set apart and different to the world that's around you. Set apart by God and set apart for God. Set apart from the world. That is, look, we've got a front row right here. If I'm going to set Pastor Steve apart, I would take him out of his seat and I would walk him over and I would place him in a new seat right now. He is set apart from his wife and he's going to move back over there because he loves holding hands in church. But I've pulled him out. I've set him apart. And now he's different. You can just stay there one second. I'm still telling my... Getting excited. He's different. He's set apart. I've moved him out of where he was and placed him in a new place. Paul writes here, as the elect of God, you have been set apart. You've been plucked out of something. He says, the old man has died. The old man has gone. I've taken off an action of your life and I've pulled you out and I've set your part to something else. You can go back. I know you're just longing to sit next to your wife. But you've been pulled out and you've been set apart. Paul writes this to that church. He's speaking again to not Hebrew people. He's speaking to Gentiles that have come to Christ. The Hebrews knew what it meant to be set apart because as a nation, they'd been set apart from the moment of time where he spoke to Abraham. They'd been set apart even after years in slavery. In Exodus, they set apart again as they've called out, set my people free and placed back into the promised land. They were set apart. They understood that. But listen, some of us in our lives don't understand the power of being set apart. The key meaning to this is to be removed. The key meaning of holy, be removed and set into something else. You know the great danger of 21st century Christians? We battle so hard to be re uh, relevant to the world around us that we become so relevant that we no longer set apart. It's the danger. We're so relevant that our language is exactly the same. We're so relevant that our actions are exactly the same. We're so relevant that we go out to a party and no one can tell we're a Christian. The danger for the church. Listen, Paul writes to a group of people in the midst of an evil place in, in Colossus, in a, in a place where it was messy and ugly and sinful, very similar to the world we live in today. And he says to them now, be set apart as the elect of God. You're called to be holy. You're called to stand out. You're called to be different. You're called to be standing out from the world. Holy needs to come back into our vocabulary as a church. We need to bring it back into what we speak and bring it back into who we are. Listen, not out of judgment. I want to be really clear. Not out of judgment. 
but out of the reality of what God has called us to because Christ is in us. He's been formed inside of us. Listen, I know none of us walk in this room perfect. But we walk in here by the grace of God with the reality that Christ has been formed on the inside of me and He's setting me apart as the elect of God, holy and beloved. Holy and beloved. Listen, the, the Greek word right here it doesn't just mean love. It, it means a discriminating kind of love. It means a kind of love that says, I love you. Listen, Pastor Steve wants to sit next to Pastor Lydia. He wasn't hoping to get back next to Pastor David here. He was hoping to get back to his wife because there's a discriminating love. He, this is his beloved. She is his. This is my beloved over here. This one that said that's right because she's talking about my beloved. This is his beloved. It's discriminating. Listen, if you walk into the room and you want to be loved by Pastor Steve the same way he loves her, you, you will be discriminated against. I don't care who you are. It's going to happen. I don't care how nice you are. It's going to happen because this is his beloved. So Paul writes now to the church, the beloved. This discriminating kind of love. Listen, it's discriminating for a reason. Because of the action that's outworked from God to us and us to God. It's our outworking of relationship. This is discriminating because it's a marriage. It's a covenant. God's in the middle of it. It's a powerful thing. And listen, if you don't know the power of the covenant of marriage, you need to understand it's so different to de facto. It's different to the world. There's a power in a godly marriage. It's covenant relationship. It's powerful. God's in it. God's center of it. But now He's speaking in a relationship with humanity that has covenant. It's the covenant that came through the blood of Jesus Christ that brought us into the beloved. And our response to being the beloved is powerful. He says now, as the elect of God, as those that are chosen, those that have been removed and are holy and are set apart. I feel like he's talking to a group of people that he doesn't just want to be wishy-washy and like the rest of the world. He's talking to a group of people that should stand out in a crowd. He's talking to a group of people that should look a little bit different, should outwork their lives a bit different, should have shifted when they encountered Jesus Christ and had Him begun to, to be formed in them. He says, beloved, I love you. And the result of my love is a change and a transformation that happens in your heart and in your life and on the inside of you because you are set apart. You are changed and you are different. Again, if he was writing to the Hebrew church, they would straight away go back to the understanding as Hebrews they were set apart. Now, if you're new to church and you don't understand the, the biblical covenant that came through the Hebrews that led us to Christ, you would not understand that God spoke to a man by the name of Abraham and Abraham, get out of where you are and I will bring you to the promised land. He removes him out of that place. Over time, the Israelites leave and they have to return after years of slavery. And, and God calls them out of Egypt, calls them out of slavery, calls them out of mess, calls them out of brokenness, back to the promise that was laid out for their life. If you go into the book of Exodus, it's quite a story. The crazy part of the story, it's always a reflection of you and I. You read through the book of Exodus, you see a few failed New Year's resolutions. 
you go into the book of Exodus, you see people that have that seen miracles. Listen, the book of Exodus is, is miracles like this. God says, I'm going to send Moses. I say, send my people out. And, and Pharaoh says, no, I'm not letting my slaves go. And, and then a whole bunch of plagues come and until Pharaoh says, I'm done. Get out of here. I can't handle this anymore. You've got to go. They go. And then Pharaoh changes his mind. He chases after them to go after the people. And, and, a, and a whole sea splits. They walk through. A million people walk on dry land to a place of safety. And when the, when the, uh, the armies of Egypt go to chase them, that water engulfs them. I don't know about you. That seems like a pretty profound miracle. All of those things seem so profound. And, and I'm like you. I think if I saw those profound miracles, I would never, ever turn my back on God. That's what we say. But listen, we've seen some pretty profound miracles. And every one of us in this room have made some moments in our life where we just got distracted and going doing our own thing. And the children of Israel were just like this. Listen, within weeks of this whole situation happening, God says, I want you to come to Mount Sinai. I'm going to speak to the children of Israel. I'm going to set a new covenant with them. And we pick it up in Exodus chapter 19. And it says, Moses went up to God and the Lord called to him from the mountain saying, Thus you shall say to the house of Jacob and tell the children of Israel, You have seen what I did to the Egyptians and how I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Now, therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you shall be a special treasure to me above all people. For all the earth is mine, and you shall uh, be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words which you shall speak to the children of Israel. If we read on there, the children of Israel say, yes, we draw a covenant with you, God. Yes, we will be your holy people. Yes, we will be set apart. Yes, we will be set unto you holy. Powerful. Incredible. Moses goes onto the mountain for a couple of weeks and speaks to God. And the people don't see Moses for a couple of weeks. And you know what the Bible tells us? A couple of weeks later, they say to Moses' brother, Aaron, Hey, Aaron, we haven't seen Moses for a little while. Can you make us a golden calf and we can worship it? Just get us a golden calf that can celebrate the God that took us out of Egypt. Listen, you know, every time I read these stories, I am dumbfounded at the stupidity of these people. And I'm even more dumbfounded at the fact that they are always a reflection of me. Listen, you may be incredibly holy in this room and powerful and have never made a mistake in your life. If that's you, you're a liar and that's your first mistake. These guys are a reflection of us. He says, set yourselves apart. And they're like, yeah, God, we got this. We're set apart. We're doing this thing. A little bit like Sunday morning anointing service. Yeah, God, anoint me. I'm going to be perfect from now on. I won't even road rage on the way home from church today. I can put my sticker back on my car. But then tomorrow morning, we're on the way to work. And that crazy grandma cuts us off again. What's well, grandpa? That's that's very crazy. Grandpa cuts us off again. And the road rage is back. Set apart. Called apart. Called apart. These guys, two weeks. 
Two weeks without Moses. Two weeks, salad's gone. Two weeks without Moses, the exercise is gone. Two weeks without Moses, they're in the pool eating chocolate sundaes. Moses is gone. Two weeks without Moses, they didn't even pass on the bag of lollies that went past. They ate the snakes because the red snake's their favorite. Two weeks. Two weeks is all it took. We're, we're set apart. Let me just be practical. Listen, I gave you practical looks at how you can work through your dieting, but let me break those practicals down now into the spiritual element. The first one was this. He said, do it with others. Listen, if you want to make sure that through this you're anointed and you carry yourself anointed through a year, do it with others. The 8th of January is a wonderful day to be in church. But let me just say the 15th is pretty good as well. The 22nd is also pretty good. And I can't do the maths to work my way through February and the rest of the year, so I'll leave it right there and just sound like I'm intelligent. You know what? Get in the house of God. Stay in the house of God. Get into a place where others are around you. Unfortunately, COVID broke so many habits in people. And if there's a habit that I see broken, it's church attendance. Praise God we had online services to watch through COVID. I am grateful for that. And if you're online right now watching, praise Jesus for you. That's awesome and that's good. You're not quite going to hell today. But listen, being in the house of God is a profoundly powerful thing. Being together with others. Being together with people. If you want to make sure it's anointed not for one week, anointed not for one Sunday, let people be around you. Let people stay around you. Listen, you may struggle to be around people. That's all good. I get that. That's okay. And, and you, you have to work your way through that. Listen, working your way through that's good for you. It heals you. It helps you. It transforms you because this is a place where people love you. This is a place where people are stupid and they'll hurt you as well. That happens in the house of God. I'll, I'll be honest with you, it does. But then God heals you through that. God teaches you through that. God does something in you through that. Listen, if you're struggling to stay in the house of God, join a team. Be involved in something that can help you do something. Like maybe join a host team and you can... You can do things in the host team. Don't have to meet on the door if you're freaking out about talking to people, but you can be in part of hosting in other ways. Go and see John and say, how do I be a part of that? How do I help and be involved? You can be a part of a team that's here to just connect with new people. Go and see Andrew and say, Andrew, how do I do that? How do I engage and connect with new people? You can be a part of creative team. Go and see Deb. Say, Deb, you know what? I'm a terrible singer, but I love singing. No, don't do that. I'm a good singer. I've got a great musical gift. I, 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 I've got this, this part of my life. I love to be involved. Listen, if you have a, a gift and talent in the, to, in the creative world, we would love you to be a part of our team. Helps you stay connected. Maybe you can be a, a part of the cafe team. Go and see the guys say, listen, I'll be a part of that. Go and see Brian Jess say, I want to be a part of youth team. Go see Pastor Wendy say, I want to be part of kids team. Get into a place of connection, involvement. Helps you to stay in the house of God. Helps you to stay connected with what's going on. The second and third things were get good advice and go step by step in that. Listen, as a, as a teaching, preaching team here, one of the things that we totally focus on is to take this book right here. It's a big book. It's the Bible. And to make it simple and practical for you. My key goal is that. I love when people come and say, gee, that message was so simple. Yes, it was. 
I took the deepness of God and I took it simple so that you can implement it in your life. Not just understand theology. Theology is wonderful and it's important. But theology that helps me shape my life, that I can be set apart and holy under God. That is my goal as a pastor and preacher. That is the goal of our teaching team, preaching team. Every time we want to take the Word of God, we want to give good advice in the Word of God. We want to make it simple and clear, give you step by step. How do I implement this in my life? How do I walk forward? How do I live holy? How do I live changed? How do I live transformed in our life? If you want to make sure you stick this thing through, this anointed, you carry it into your year. Get good advice in this. Get step by step. That means your TikTok theology probably needs to go out the window. If all of your theology comes from social media, comes from TikTok, comes from YouTube, sometimes you just need to shut that rubbish down. Stop listening to that garbage. Stop listening to this stupidity where they take half of word, they twist it and they turn it this way. I saw a really godly Christian just this week post, this is my life's picture for my year. I'm like, Mate, that's like straight out of Mormonism. That isn't even Christian, for goodness sake. What are you posting that rubbish? Like, I just like, we've got to be careful about the, the rubbish that we're looking at and reading and seeing. Just listening to a, a Christian couple a few years ago, and they're talking to young people, and they're like, ah, you know, we had sex before we were married, and we worked out okay. It's okay if you love each other. That's crap, and it's garbage. Goodness me, get our theology from the Word of God. If someone's passing that theology on to you, listen, we're called to be set apart. Set apart areas of our life. If you want to get good advice, that's not good advice. Young people in the room, that's rubbish advice and you'll take brokenness into your marriages. Get good advice step by step. Psalm 119. How can a young man cleanse his ways but by taking heed of the Word of God? Let the Word of God speak to your life. Let it speak to your future. Listen, I can anoint you today, but if the Word of God doesn't get into you every day and doesn't speak to you every day and you're not listening to the right advice, that anointing will be wasted in the reality of brokenness that follows the wrong advice. Let the right advice speak to your life, speak to your world, speak to who you are, help you to grow and enlarge as a man or woman of God. Fourthly, they said, set in advance. How are you going to walk this journey? Again, let me just remind you, the anointing service and the faith that's attached to this isn't just for a singular day and a singular week. This is a continual outworking of your life. You're not supposed to be set apart for January and February to December, living a ratbag life. No, you're called to be set apart. When Paul wrote to the Roman church, and listen, the Roman church were really, really messed up. Really messed up, guys. When he wrote to the Roman church, he spoke to them and he said in chapter 12, he says, So dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you. Listen, I've been a pastor that pleaded with people. Some teenagers, I want to plead with you. Can you just listen to me? Let me save you five years of hurt and brokenness when you step back foot in church with scars all over you because you didn't listen to the reality for your life that God was speaking and you walk back in and say, wow, I've never heard anyone preach that before. I preached that to you for 10 years, you crazy person. I don't have an amen for anyone who knows what I'm talking about. I plead with you, he says. Give your bodies to God. Let them be a living sacrifice, holy, the kind that he accepted. 
when you think of what he has done for you. Is this too much to ask? Don't copy the behavior and the customs of this stupid world. But be a new and different person with a fresh newness in all that you do and think. Then you will learn from your own experiences how his ways will really satisfy you. Listen, if you've just stepped foot in church after five years today and Pastor Tim told you in the past and you didn't listen, I am grateful you're in the house. I am grateful for his grace and his mercy. Listen, I was one of those stupid people that didn't listen. My father was a pastor and I still didn't listen. I stepped back in with my brokenness and my hurt and God renewed me and restored me. And I tell you today, I am testimony the miracle power that Jesus does heal. Jesus does deliver. Jesus does set free. Praise God for that. But I plead with you. I plead with you. Give your lives as living sacrifices under God. Not just to get anointed on the Sunday morning, but to live anointed every day of your life. I pray that we have a church that have teenagers who dedicate their values in their relationships to Christ. Marriages that last as they're built on the covenant of Jesus. We raise kids that are blessed. They honor God. They walk in the blessings of God. We have a church with people's values line up with what God has for us. Because we set in advance how we're going to live our lives. Finally, that final thought was the coach. Listen, join a life group in the house of God. If you're looking for someone to just guide me and to help me in this journey, get involved in a group that can stand with you, that can help you. If you want to know about that, see Pastor Steve or, or Pastor Wendy or Jesse. See some of these guys that can help you. John and Lorraine, they, they would love to encourage you how to be involved in a life group. If you're an adult in the house, let's see John, see others that can redirect you and guide you to be connected in the house and have people that can come and stand beside you and walk with you through your challenges of understanding the Word of God. Talk with you through the moments you're trying to say, where do I go from here? What, what's my step? What's my direction? Get deliberate. Get involved. Get connected. Get others around you that can help you on this journey. If you feel like the last couple of years have been up and down, who's going to stand beside you now and walk you through the next steps of your journey? Give you good advice. Give you godly advice. Help you walk and realize the reality of what God has created you for. This is what He's created you for. As the elect of God, holy and beloved. City Point West, I want to prophesy that over you today. As the elect of God in this room, you are called to be holy and you are beloved. Listen, you may have walked in here and you don't feel beloved. You don't know Christ. You're not walking with Jesus. If that's you in the room, maybe you've walked away from God. Maybe you had a little like me, you just got twisted up in your thinking and your steps and your journey along that way. And you know that this morning it's time to come back to Christ. Let's just bow our heads and close our eyes here in this moment right now. Maybe you're not sure exactly where to go from here in all of that journey. I want to speak to you this morning. I want to speak to this part, this moment, this now, right now for you. And I want to remind you that Paul said, beloved, you are loved. The Bible tells us you are loved. The Bible shows us in the story of the prodigal son, even in the worst moments of our life, the Father still waits for you to return. Jesus loves you. Your year could have been ugly. You may have finished it in the pig pen. You may have finished it in mess and brokenness. You may have finished it in hurt. I want to tell you today, Jesus loves you. Loves you. You are beloved. And He wants relationship with you. He wants to know you. He wants to walk with you. 
our heads are bowed and eyes are closed across this room. If you're here this morning and you say, yeah, Tim, I, I would love to come into a relationship with Christ. I, I've been away. I've been a bit messed up. Things haven't been working out the way I, I feel like God wants me to work them out. And I know it's time to come back to Him. In this moment, I'd love you just to give me a wave and I'd love to pray for you right there in your seat. I'm not going to embarrass you, but this is a moment of change for you. Awesome on you. That's great. In the middle. So good. Over here on the side. Great. At the back. It's good. It's good. Put those hands down. Who else this morning? Oh, I pray with those four. Powerful moment in people's lives. Maybe right now in your heart, you're just like, yeah, you feel God's touch. He's just drawing you, calling you back to Himself. Your love, your love, your love, your love. Anyone else before I pray? Thank you, Jesus. I thank you right now for those four. What a moment in their lives. What a powerful moment, God. I thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for drawing their hearts back to you. My God, in their lives, you know their journey. You know what they've walked through. But I pray right now over them. I pray for your grace. I pray for your mercy. I pray for your forgiveness. Just washing over their hearts and their minds. They lift their hand. They're opening their life to you. Opening their life to your grace. Open their life, Lord God, to your Holy Spirit speaking to them. I pray even now in their seat, you would encounter them powerfully, powerfully, powerfully. Bring transformation. Bring a shift this year. God, as they begin to put off, put off. As the old man dies, Christ coming alive in them. We thank you for that right now in Jesus' wonderful, wonderful name. Amen and amen. Let's give those people a great hand. What a decision. What a start. Start. Beginning of a decision to say, Christ, I want to follow you. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. And before we go, before we finish up today. I know this message will keep speaking to you as you continue your day. So for more information about City Point West, jump on citypointchurch.com or follow our social media accounts, Instagram, City Point West, or our Facebook, City Point Church West. Have a great day.